this is Brother Larry Cockerham, and I'm here this morning uh East Fork Baptist Church. Hope each and every one of you are doing okay this morning, and you're safe with your families. And this morning, we're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Paul says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And so this morning we can know that the Bible is true. It's inconceivable that God would give us a book that we cannot trust. The Bible is the word of God. The Bible is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Bible says that it was given for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I like what Warren Wiersbe said. He said that uh, doctrine is to give us what is right. Reproof is to tell us what is not right. Correction, how to get right. And for instruction in righteousness, how to stay right. I like that. But I guess what brought me to this scripture this morning is particular individuals that I see each week that are unbelievers, that do not believe in God. The scriptures tell us in Psalms that the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. Many do not believe in the flood and Noah and the ark. But Jesus said in Luke 17 that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Was Jesus a liar? Many believe in 1 Corinthians 15 that Paul was stating hearsay. It says in verse 6, after that he, talking about Jesus, was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Was Paul a liar? And then here in, uh, I believe it's Matthew 16, 3, he says, can you not discern the signs of the times? And so many have a problem with the word of God. Listen, the word of God should be central in our pulpits. So many times we substitute entertainment and socializing and youth programs, and children's church, all these things we substitute many times for the Word of God. I was at a uh, seminar one time. I think it was in Mobile. And I went to a couple of uh, studies or seminars for the youth. And we spent a whole hour, both sessions, talking about pizza parties. <laughs> Listen, we need to be giving our children and our youth the Word of God. And we'll talk a little more about that in just a minute. So many times in our churches, we focus on numbers versus spirituality. We want the quick fix, the shortcut. But listen, there's no easy button. We focus on secular methods, the Stephen Covey and Madison Avenue techniques, the sociology, the psychology, the entertainment, and so many other things rather than the Word of God. We, st we focus on church growth plans. I went to a, a session or a seminar 
about church growth in a particular church. And they handed out some uh, studies. And it had some particular Bible quotes from various books. I think it was Amos or uh, may have been Hosea. I can't remember. And I was excited. I said, look, we're using the Bible. And then the next thing they handed out was a bunch of charts and graphs. Numbers versus spirituality. I've had people ask me, what are you doing, preacher, for you? Well, listen, I'm preaching the word of God. What are you doing? That's what I supposed, I supposed to be doing is preaching the word of God. And then there is a lack of doctrinal discernment. Do you understand that 28% of the Bible has to do with Bible prophecy? And less than 5% of our churches ever preach on it. 28%. And you tell me, preacher, that you're uh, preaching the whole counsel of God? Well, let me just add to that. The tabernacle in the Old Testament, do we ever preach on typology? The tabernacle, the priesthood, the offerings, the feast days, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, that's just the beginning of typology. The tabernacle itself is over 50 chapters. Probably once you add all that up, it's way more than 20%. And you still say, well, I'm preaching the whole counsel of God. What about the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter 2 verse 4 tells us that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. That was not just the preachers or the deacons or the teachers. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Do we ever preach on the filling of the Holy Spirit? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit? The earnest of the Holy Spirit? The sealing of the Holy Spirit? The anointing of the Holy Spirit? And then I can say a lot about replacement theology. I heard President Trump say this week that uh, many of our folks have kind of turned against Israel. Well, that's been going on for a long time in some of our denominations, this anti-Israel uh, stance. <clears throat> There's a certain word for it, I forget, BDS, something like it. But Israel is God's people. Now, they are enemies of the gospel in this dispensation. But one day when the church is taken out, God's going to start dealing again with Israel. So he still has a plan and purpose for Israel. And he's got his eye on Jerusalem. Replacement theology. I'm not even getting into the cults this morning. We kind of tip our hat to these cults sometimes, I'm afraid. And then there's liberalism in our seminaries. There is, uh, it, it creates, uh, well, it actually creates a, a, an idol of education. And I find there is elitism, there's arrogance, there's pride, lack of dependence on the Holy Spirit. Our meetings become a substitute for a real heartfelt fellowship. Did you know that D.L. Moody and Billy Sunday and G. Campbell Morgan and Spurgeon and H.A. Ironside did not go to seminary? Wow. What happened? 
I went to a bookstore one time and I asked a young fella, I said, you know, y'all don't have any books by some of these older commentators. He said, no, we, we don't, uh, we've, we've done progress. We've done move forward in that respect. Well, let me tell you what, from what I've read, <clears throat> I don't think we're moving forward. Listen, we don't have any passion for missions, the lost, no passion for the lost. I've seen that for the last 30 years. No passion for missions. Yes, we do have, we do meet our goals, but do we have a passion for the missions, both locally and around the world? No passion for the word of God. I think a lot of times we substitute things for the word of God. Oh, yes, we've got our little projects. But I've seen folks work on projects and never come to Bible studies. Listen, you need to get into the Word of God and find something that you can get a passion about, whether it's typology or Bible prophecy uh, or a particular book or a particular subject, theology, typology, eschatology, whatever it may be. Find you something that you can get a passion about. And then there's no passion for fellowship. No passion for fellowship. I read just uh, this week that our churches are in a state of apostasy. Falling away. And you know, we worship so many of these idols. And I think God has taken these idols away. The word of God. Profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. What for? That the man of God may be perfect, mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Thank you for tuning in this morning, and I trust that you're staying safe. And uh, just pray that we can be effective and productive in our Christian lives and reach out to others that they may come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Thank you for tuning in, and stay safe, and most of all, keep looking up.